I want to pass that on a little bit with you today. At least I'm, I'm going I'm to try to pass a little bit of that on with you today. And we have started, we started last week, um, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. I'm going to read that. We're going to jump to Colossians chapter 1. We're just going to touch on these. I did, we, 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 we really covered them last week, but we're going to just, because uh, we're going to just keep, just put these in there because we're moving on using these as our starting point. But 1 Corinthians 13, 13, and now abides faith, hope, and love. And these three, but the greatest of all is love. Talking about the ministries, the giftings, all of the things that the church, the workings of the church, the ministries of the spirit, and all of those things. And then it says, but now abides faith, hope, and love. And then in Colossians chapter 1, Remember, we, we, we started reading in Colossians chapter 1, where uh, Paul begins to say that they have heard of the church at, Col- at Colossae. They had heard, in verse 4, of the faith in Jesus Christ and the love which you have for all saints and the hope which is laid up for you. Say, so we have heard of your faith, your love, and your hope. And because we have heard of this, we have not stopped praying that God will bestow his wisdom, his spiritual understanding, his spiritual knowledge. He said, when we heard that you had received faith and were loving one another and living in hope, we began to pray immediately that God would build, with, would add to the church with wisdoms and spiritual knowledge. And, and he said we, that we have been praying for that. And, and, and I began last week by explaining that these are foundational principles which allow the church to be used in a powerful, powerful way for God. Faith, hope, and love. You can have great faith. You can have great giftings. You can do all of that stuff. But if you don't operate in faith, hope, and love, it says you're a sounding brass and tinking cymbals. You're not accounting to much. Without love, it doesn't amount to much. All right? So we've been looking at we started last week kind of touching on love. You know, it's pastor, it's always interesting. Somebody would say, well, you left something out. Well, I always will leave something out because I don't have time to give you everything every week. There's always going, it's never going to be complete. It's, I'm not ever going to be able to give you the whole picture. And I'm going to try to give you as much as I can, but I can't give you it all. And, and, and it makes it difficult. But we looked at, at love and this week, I want to focus on hope. We're going to get to faith, but, but, but see, there's some problems with, with faith that I'm going to try to deal with that some of you are going to be mad at me. Others of you might be happy about it. Some of you are going to completely disagree with me. All of that is okay. All of it is okay. But we're going to start with hope. And so we have faith, Hope and love. And many of us, we, have a, we, we, we think we understand the difference between hope and faith. We think we have a grasp on it. But I want to try to define a specific, what's the difference between faith and hope? And is there a difference? And is, is, it, a, is it a difference that's worth knowing or understanding? All right. So I'm going to start in Romans chapter 5. Or, well, I've already started, but we're going to go continue in Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Father, open your word. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Romans 5, verse 1. 
Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, whom also you have access by faith into his grace, wherein you stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. Know that tribulations work patience and patience experience and experience hope. He said, we are justified by faith. We know we're saved by faith. We understand. We walk by faith. There's a ton of those. We're going to go over those. We're going to go try to go over a lot of them next week. He says, but we rejoice in hope. I'm going to give you a, a kind of a definition of hope. We're going to try to really break down what it means to have hope. And then from there, it's going to, I think, help us understand the differences between the two. So hope is the anticipation or the expectation of an event or an answer, and it is encoupled with pleasure. So it is the, it is the expectation or the anticipation of something that is coming with joy. Okay? It is the understanding that something is coming and it's coming, and the thought of it coming brings joy. I I think probably the most uh, the the most uh, some of the one of the greatest pictures we're coming up on the holiday is Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, you know something's coming, you know it's going to be there, you know something's going to happen, and you're excited about it happening, and that is hope. Hope is this thing that lives within us that brings us to the understanding that things are going to... Hope is what we have when we realize that all things work together for good. When we realize everything works together for good to those who love God and we, are, and we recognize that God's called us, we understand it's going to be good. And even if it doesn't look good, if it doesn't feel good, if we don't understand it, even though in our situation right now we can't... We, it doesn't feel good. We know it will be good. And because we know it will be good, joy begins to swell up in us and we have hope. Okay? And hope is this anticipation that something is going to happen. We know it's going to happen. We understand it's going to come into be. We have an expectancy. We have this place of saying it's going to happen. It brings joy. I, I tell you, some of the... I, I remember uh, we had... Gone, uh, my wife and I had, had gone kind of a, a long spell with really no vacations. And sorry, knock that off. But we had gone a long spell kind of without a vacation, and we were really feeling like we needed a vacation. And we had planned a horse camping trip. We were taking our horses to the beach, and we were going to go, and we we're going to be able to ride our horses, spend several days just riding the horses on the beach and just spending time with our horses. And we were so excited about this. And I remember as I was preparing for this uh, vacation, we got all our plans made, we got everything done, and I, I, I was thinking about it all the time, and I found this picture of a guy riding his horse that was the same color as my horse, and he was riding it on the beach, and I printed the picture out, and I hung it in my office. And I had this picture of a guy on the beach, on his horse, hanging from my office. Why did you do that? That was hope. Because <laughs> every time I looked at that picture, I knew we were going to go. I knew the plans were made. I knew I was going to be there, but I wasn't there yet. 
Okay, I knew that was coming, but I had not received it yet. And the joy of knowing it was coming was built up inside of me every time I looked at that picture. That's hope. Hope is the recognition that God can be trusted, that God's word is true, that if God says it, he'll do it, that he'll bring it about in your life. It's the recognition of who God is, and we realize that there is an end result because we know there's an end result even when we don't see it. Start, I need the band to start playing. Behind me, it would be, I'll be cool. All right? And even when we don't see it, we know he will hope comes up. That's hope. The definitions of hope. All right. Romans chapter eight, Romans chapter eight, verse 24 says, for we are saved by hope that, but hope that is seen is not hope for what a man sees. Why does he yet hope for? But if we hope for that, which we do not see, then we with patience wait for it. You don't have hope for something you've already gotten. When you get the thing you're hoping for, the anticipation, the joy of hope goes away because that is not the same as having it. And can be honest with you, sometimes getting it wasn't as good as expecting it. <laughs> ah, okay, that's really true. Because ah. <laughs> hope, that's how powerful hope is. Sometimes hoping for is better than getting. Let that sink in a while. And so, but, but, but once you've received it, hope goes away. Hope is no longer in play. When I was on the beach in my horse, the hope, this joy of looking forward to that was now no more. I was there and my horse was a brat. Okay. I'm riding along the beach. My mother's watching me. I'm riding along the beach. I'm racing another friend. We're blowing out across the beach. Except my saddle starts to fall off. And I'm going, do, 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 do. My mom says, what's he doing? My wife says, falling off. The hope was a beautiful picture of perfect horse riding. That, that wasn't what, but anyway, hope does not go through once the answer has come. The, the, the event that you're expecting, hope is the thing that brings us to the event. Okay? It carries us up to the answer. Hope brings us to this place. Once we have received it, you no longer hope for it because you got it. Now, you can hope for something else. You can believe for the next thing. You can have hope for what else is to come. But hope is the thing, is anticipation of that which is to come. Romans chapter 8, or I'm sorry, Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Now I'm going to get myself in trouble. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Now the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing. Understand, you can't have hope without, the, without joy. Without pleasure, you can't have hope without the with, without there being expect. If you just are, there, we have a definition of hope where well, I sure hope it happens. I call it the Eeyore hope. I really wish it would come to be, and that's kind of an Eeyore thing where you don't really think it's going to. You just 
or, you know, you're throwing it out there, well, I hope so. Most of the time, that, that just simply means you didn't expect it to happen. You guys got the difference there? But, but this hope is different. So this hope comes with joy, knowing that God is true, knowing that now the God of hope. Now, here's the interesting thing. I want to throw this out here before I get, in, before, I, I, I get uh, before we get too far. God is love, right? God is hope. God has love. God has hope. Hope. Now, some of you say, well, how can God hope for something? Because God knows there are things that are coming that he wants to happen in you, and he is glad they're going to happen in you, and he is happy about the fact that they are going to happen in you, although they have not happened yet, and he has hope knowing that it's going to happen, and he's happy about it. See, we understand hope doesn't mean I'm wishing for it. Hope doesn't mean I'm trying to ask for it. Hope doesn't mean that. God knows there are certain events that are happening. God knows that the sky is going to split, that Jesus is coming, the world will be judged, and God's people will go to spend eternity with him. The devil will be defeated, and we will live in eternity in bliss with God. He knows that event is coming. And he looks forward to spending that time with us in that place. And that's hope. That's hope. You say, understand me. There's a, a, understand, it isn't that God's not looking for an answer. God didn't need an answer. Some of us have hope of an answer. God doesn't need an answer. He has the answers. Right? But God has hope because he has joy of an event that he know will happen. When God looks at us, the God of hope filling you with joy, he looks at you and he knows the things that he has planned for you and he knows when they're going to happen, although we don't, and he knows how he's going to bring it about even though we don't, even though we don't understand it, even though I don't have a good picture of it, he has a very good picture of it and he gets to watch it play out. He has hope. But do you know what's interesting? Uh, 2 Peter, uh, a couple of things here. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 said that God, God is patient, he's long-suffering, and he's waiting that, that no one would perish. In, in 1 Peter chapter 3, 20, it said that God was waiting while the earth ark was being prepared. God was literally waiting for these events to play out. He knew they were going to. That is a hope defined not by a hope of uh, that not by a worldly hope, but by a hope of knowing it's going to happen, anticipating it's happening, and being glad about the fact it's coming. The definition of hope, okay? So this is God. But do you know what's interesting? So he's a God of love. He's a God of hope. But does God need faith? He doesn't need faith. Why would God need faith? God doesn't have to faith things into existence. God is the power. God is the absolute. He doesn't have to have faith. He is the answer. Faith is different than hope. Hope is the expectation of an end. Faith is the answer. Faith doesn't have to be answered. What? Disagree with me if you want to, but the scripture is very clear. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith becomes the substance of things hoped for. 
And you can look that up and read it every way you want to, but it means literally the tangible thing you are asking for. It is that thing. It literally means the tangible, touchable thing. Faith. God doesn't have faith. God is the power that creates anything, everything. He doesn't have to hope. He do, hope is the wrong word. He doesn't have to believe it's going to happen. He makes it happen. Faith is an answer. Faith is the answer. Faith is something we're going to dive into pretty deep next week. Hope is a place that we live in expectation. Many people, and I've heard a lot of people, and, and, I'm, and I'm, like I said, I've been in trouble lots of times, teach that you have faith when you anticipate the answer. Okay? And there's some hint of truth in that. But when you begin to anticipate an answer, you're now living in hope. Hope. This is what builds us. This is what, this is what creates in there that hope, that thing. And so it is this, this thing that builds up within us that says now that I, I, I know God, I, I understand God, I have grasped who God is, I know that God is going to tell the truth. That's faith. When I begin to allow myself to get excited about it, I begin to move into hope. When I begin to allow myself to recognize that, that thing that the joy begins to spur up in me, that becomes hope. So faith is something that, you see, you can have faith when everything goes exactly opposite of everything you think it will happen. You can believe God's word 100%. Go before, the, before judges, before kings. You can go whatever. You can have complete faith. And according to the Bible, they still might hang you upside down. But that faith is tangible truth. It is an absolute powerful. I, I really want to get more into this next week. I don't really want to go too far here. I don't, because I, I, I'm, if I start, it, we're going to be there a while. So hope, G love, three things, faith, hope, and love. We have to operate in love. We spent some time last week. We have to understand hope. We need hope. Many of us will be afraid. What if my faith isn't strong enough? What if I don't have enough faith? Well, that, that isn't even, it doesn't matter whether you have enough faith if you can grasp onto this simple principle that God has made some promises. He's made some promises, and those promises you can have hope in. Sometimes we even take our own lives and say, I, I want this to happen, but my faith is not strong enough to see God do it. And then it crushes our hope. This is exactly opposite of the way it's supposed to work. We generate hope knowing who God is. We begin to anticipate what God wants. That will build hope. And then uh, that will build faith. And then faith will become the substance of the things that we're hoping for. Faith will become the evidence of things that we have not seen. Faith becomes that in us. Hope, 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 hope. In 1 Peter chapter 1, 
1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be to the God our Father, and our, am I in 1 Peter? Yeah, okay. Who according to his abundant mercies has begotten to us again a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance uncorruptible, undefiled, and that fades not away, reserved for you in heaven, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in that last time. We have faith in God. When we accept Christ, the Bible says that if you come to him, you must believe that he is, and you know that God is real. The thing that carries us to the end, the thing that's going to cause us to be joyous to the end is hope. It's a hope in us that says this thing I know God's going to do this. I know I am going to spend eternity with him. I know I am. And the sufferings of this time are not to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in me. And I am filled. I have hope because of that. It is a great thing that has occurred. I know he's going to do that. And 2 Corinthians says, don't look at the things which are seen, but look at the things which are unseen. And when, when you look at something that's unseen, what does the Bible say that is? It's hope. It's hope. When you look at the things that are unseen, it's hope. Church, I want to tell you something. We have, we have a God who will not fail. And your lack of faith will not stop God from succeeding. Your inabilities will not stop God from doing what God wants to do. Your failures will not stop God from bringing about his purpose. Now, he might send you down a rough road for a while, or he might do this. I, I mean, I don't, I don't understand all the ways of God. I don't understand all the ways of God. But God has a plan. He said, it's going to be good. I'm going to make it happen. And we as a people can rest in that and have hope. And if you have hope, if you can grab on to a joyful expectation of what God will do in your life. If you can grab hold of a joyful expectation, sometimes that's very difficult. If you can grab hold of a joyful expectation, everything changes. Every time I looked at the picture I put up there of the guy on the horse and on the beach for a month, it was like taking a month's vacation. It wasn't a month's vacation. But my life and my spirit, my body, I was lifted by that hope. In the things of God, hope builds us up. Hope, the peace that passes understanding. You know why it's the peace that passes understanding? Because it doesn't make sense why you're peaceful. It doesn't make sense why you're okay. It doesn't make sense why you can be happy. Why can we worship and be happy when things are bad? Because I have hope. And my hope is greater than the, than the, the fact that those things, my hope is even greater than those things that haven't even happened yet. My hope is huge. And so I can worship, I can, I can be happy, I can be joyful in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of problems, in the midst of struggles. And it isn't based upon what I can do. It isn't based upon my abilities. Based upon him. Because based upon him, 
I can have hope. Whatever's going on in our life, whatever is happening in your life, whatever's going on, if we as a church can have hope. A few weeks ago, a guy got up and began to say that when this stuff all started, one of the things he was really glad about is to hearing that through the entire pandemic, we just kept saying, God's going to work it out. God's going to work it out. God's going to work it out. And that message was huge. He's like, that message huge. All I could hear is God's going to work it out. God's going to work it out. Hope. Hope is an incredibly powerful, powerful tool. It is not used to make God do something. Okay? Hoping doesn't get God to do what we want. We are not hoping that God will do what I want. I know God's going to do what's good, and I hope, and I, and I have hope because I'm joyfully expecting that it's going to happen. Okay? It's not a tool I use to get what I want. It's the understanding that God knows what he's going to do, and I can rejoice in it. Live in expectancy. Okay? Father, I come before you. I, 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 I know this is a, a, something we're probably going to have to chew on for a while, and I understand that. But the simple fact is that there, there is something in learning to experience hope, even when our faith wavers. There is something about learning to experience hope, even when the fears begin to try to grow, when the situation around us doesn't look right, when, when, when we're not even sure of our own self. There's something about hope, hope that says my God will do. And I will expect, I will, will wait with expectancy in joy, knowing he's going to bring it to pass. Knowing he's going to bring it to pass. And God, I just thank you. I pray, Father, that you would, would, would teach us more and, and cause us to understand your hope. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You know, Without hope, people give up very quickly. Without hope, people give up very quickly. Many times, because they don't, there's no expectancy. Hope is the expectancy. When I sing these songs, and I'm singing about what all it, when I'm singing about about the generations and the God, and the presence of God going generation after generation after generation after generation, the joy swells up in me. You know why the joy swells up in me? Because that's God's word, and God is true, and the joy comes in me because I'm I'm living. That hasn't happened yet. I don't even have generations of generations. It hasn't occurred yet, but hope begins to spring into me, going the joy that God's going to do that. God's going to do that. And joy brings up in me. All right. God bless you. Have a great day. Let hope abound. Whew. In Jesus' name, amen.